When you do a podcast, you've got to have a song where someone sings the title. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? The world is kind of scary when things don't go the right way. So listen to this podcast and it will probably be okay. Probably no guarantees. Hello and welcome to What Could Go Wrong, the best slash worst thing that could ever happen to warriors. I'm Jeff from Happy Valley. I'm joined by Chrissy, veteran escapee survivor of Murderville, Idaho. Hey, y'all. Also, here's Jeremiah, who clawed his way out of his hometown, The Coffin, California. Why, hello. No matter how bad you think things are, these two think they could get worse. So I haven't uh, done much traveling lately, but I've been thinking a lot about it. So just thinking about different ways to get places. Uh, one thing that seems to be popular again these days is the motorcycle. Vroom. Goes fast and takes you long distances. Yeah, you know, saves you on gas. Yeah, great gas mileage. Mm-hmm. You can also now split lane in, in Oregon as well. It's pretty oh, awesome. Oh, that's a real good plan. Yeah, mm-hmm. get places faster. Yeah, just dodge all those cars, off you go. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're perfectly fine with you know, possibly, you know, losing a limb or, you know, half of your flesh in an accident because you have skidded across the pavement, it's perfectly fine way to get from point A to point B. Yeah, it's not, it's also more of a danger to yourself because you don't have that traditional just chop trauma amputation. You you grind your stuff off right. when you crash a motorcycle. It's like, you know, have you ever, I like those videos on YouTube where they like do the, they take the wood and they turn it on a lathe? Yeah. It's like that, but with your body and mm-hmm. the pavement. I mean, I'm not really sure that you get the same thing with a lathe and the pavement. I mean, with a lathe, you're taking off like big chunks depending on what grade of smoothing you're at. Hey, Pavement's look, more like a cheese grater. Like, depending on what kind of road you're on, like, and you're going end over end or side over side or whatever, like... Ass over could... tea kettle is what you're looking for. That's what I'm looking for. I don't you keep could... my tea kettle near my ass. <laughs> Who would do that? That's poor tea kettle sanitation right there. Well, where else do you strap things on a motorcycle? Your head. Saddlebags? A backpack? You could wear... I guess you could wear a kettle as, like, a helmet. One of those dinky little trailers that look dumb. Ooh, go on with the dinky trailers. Okay. You know, just... <laughs> Don't get angry at tiny places because sometimes people just want to have somewhere that they can crawl in when things get too hard and the world is crushing them and then nobody can find them and it's dark and it's peaceful and there's nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly normal. Perfectly in bunkers. Normal. All right. Next option for when we retire golf carts. Okay. So I actually worked at a golf course for a while as a concierge and I spent a lot of time with golf carts and I can tell you that those things get disgusting and people are disgusting and I don't know how you manage to get the crap all over golf carts that people get all over them. But do you just not have enough porta potties around? Probably. It's a golf course like it's gross. Golf carts are gross, and they are just germ factories breeding bacteria everywhere. I mean, we just hose them off. We don't sanitize them. So just the next person's getting all that 
We just go get like a bleach solution when you sanitize. But we, you don't. They don't. They just hose them off. Well, this is assuming it's your personal golf cart. Oh, well. It's like your means of conveyance. Oh, like if I had a personal golf cart, I would like make it a hovercraft golf cart. I could see Ooh, that's that. That's a good plan. Because then you don't have to worry about like your wheels getting stuck in the mud or the sand. And you just go right over the water trap. You should make sure you have one of those like orangey flags sticking up the back. Oh, like because... the dune buggies? Yeah, well, I'm just concerned that if your hovercraft hovers too well, you might end up in the sky and get hit by an airplane. But if you have one of those orange flags, you're good to go. I think you'd need, oh. like, a blinky light or something. You could flags stick a blinky light on the flag. get lost in the sky. I think I would do flag and blinky light just to make sure I don't get hit by an airplane on my golf I cart. I mean, like, and you would want to, like, you would want to make sure, like, too, that you're safe on the ground. And the flag would really help with the on the ground. You'd also want to make sure you license it. I guess for both aviation There's... and ground transport. Right. <laughs> Hello, FAA. I have Please. a very special golf cart. Don't get shot out of the sky. Oh yeah, don't don't look like uh, a drone. Yeah, no, it's a. And also, you should stay away from forest fires because people flying around and their stupid stuff around forest fires are making them impossible to fight. So keep your hover golf cart that looks like a drone away from fires. This is totally just me being really angry at drones right now. Good common sense, like though. This is a lot of stuff I have to think about, y'all. Maybe I'm... you should just go with a ground golf cart. <sighs> I mean, okay, fine. But I'm going to put monster truck tires on it then if I can't have a hovercraft. I would be very curious to see if the drive shaft was actually engaged with tires that big. Uh, it, I don't know why I wouldn't. I mean, that's, gonna, that's a lot more to turn. <laughs> Can't you just like brace it somehow? Like I'm a, I'm an expert in vehicles clearly, and I feel like you should just be able to like, like make it bigger, like wrap some tape around it or something, make it work better. I think okay. that's what mechanical engineers do all the time. I know what a drive shaft is clearly. <laughs> it's like uh, it's an old word for garage, but like a long skinny garage. It's like a mine shaft that you have to drive down. That sounds dangerous. That's why they don't take have a canary anymore. with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So our next fun mode of transport, which I feel went out of vogue too quickly, zeppelins oh, or blimps, if you wish to call man. it by the American term. Yeah, heavier than aircraft. Ugh. Okay, so That's... I read a book. And since books are real... Most books are, in fact, real. And they give us clear insight into the world. I can say with certainty that one of the problems with air dirigibles is that werewolves and vampires both have issues with floating. What? It's just an unfair form of transportation all i'm saying is that it's very exclusive and that's wait so like you're... they're better at it than we are no like they can't so i'm safe if i'm on one from vampires and werewolves well yeah i mean like if you want to be a bigot i'm just saying so if i just want to market like safe transportation from creatures of the darkness segregated transportation from creatures of the darkness yes it's just not a good idea. I'm I'm just really concerned about that. This is going to be the next biggest industry past salt. 
you know, I, it's, it's this thing again where you just assume things are bad because you don't know them and you don't know. Maybe the vampires and the werewolves have your best interests at heart and they just want you to feel loved and cared for and you just need to be friends with them. I feel like werewolves can get on that boat, but I mean, vampires with the human blood feeding thing, that's a bummer. I mean, like people can volunteer services. I read a lot of books, you guys. This is totally workable. This is not a problem. I guess I just haven't ever heard a story about nice vampires or werewolves. I will send you a book list. And sounds like a duck. It's normally a duck. Uh, Jeff's email fills up with 4,000 books. Yep. Book list coming, man. It's headed your way. <laughs> Alright, I'm always open to new ideas. Mm-hmm. Alright, last, uh, last mode that seems to be popular lately, at least in the Portland area, the unicycle. I don't know well, why it's better than a bicycle, but it does seem like a lot of people are having fun with it. Half the maintenance... I'd say almost a quarter of the maintenance. Half the stability? You just, like, tip right over on that thing. Front, back, side, side, like... Well, that's just you... Well, one, you almost just had an SNES code there, but, uh... <laughs> otherwise, you're just building balance. But the... I mean, cyclical momentum will keep you going, even if it, it doesn't look stable, as long as you get going on it. Yeah, you just can't the... stop. Never stop. Yeah. And that's why they don't have brakes, because they know that for the business person on a go, uh, you need to keep it uh, keep it going with a unicycle. So it's like a perpetual motion thing? Like, once you start on a unicycle, you can never get off of the unicycle? You can't never, but it's definitely not the goal. You could eventually come to a slow stop, I suppose. I don't see that working. Eventually, friction will win. Friction always wins. Okay, we've, we've talked about what friction does to bodies. It's just not... Only when you're hitting it in pavement. Not great. Where else are you riding your unicycle? Well, you're going to ride it on the unicycle, clearly. So hopefully you're still on the seat. Right, but like the wheels are on pavement. You mm -hmm. fall off that sucker and go sliding. No, you got to just keep the wheel on the pavement. I don't know where you got the wheels, but wheel. Definitely one wheel. If you got a what? second wheel, you're not unicycling right. <laughs> I feel like I'm not cut out for unicycles. Yeah, I think unicycles, I mean, they won't have as much friction issues because you're not going as fast as a motorcycle. It's when you get the problems of the motorized unicycle, like that rhino thing that, again, people in Portland are making. That... Oh, yeah, it's like a whole body thing. I think it was weird looking. Yeah, although if you got one of those giant fat tires where you sit inside of it and it's only got the, the one wheel, I think that's called a mono wheel. Those are pretty cool. I'd ride one of those. I think that's called, like, my childhood for when you had, like, the giant wooden ones in the park that you just ran up and down like a hamster wheel. Really, it's just a human hamster wheel. Uh, yeah, but, like, mobile. So what most hamster wheels wish they were. And with a motor. Portland's a weird place. It totally is, but I we, love it. We don't have those. You also probably don't have unicycle riding Jedis of... with bagpipes. Mm -hmm. That's a Not thing those. He's a Sith. We do have unicycle riders. That monstrosity he goes back is a and, Sith. He goes back and forth. I've, I've also seen, seen a Santa side. Claus and a Gandalf. Okay. The, I've seen the Gandalf. We need this, like, there's, you know, balance. Like, they never say, like, hey, you know, the light should win. It's always balance. Find balance in the force. Mm -hmm. You need the dark, too. 
Jeremiah, otherwise the story sucks. Well... I mean, to be fair, the story with when it was just light wasn't so great either. That's what... Yeah, like... They still need, didn't do great things with it. Need the... You need... You need the balance. That's what the prophecy says, but I don't know if I believe it. Also, I have a kid that would argue that Darth Vader's the good guy, and we should all just be team Darth Vader, and how dare... Luke Skywalker fight him. It's I yeah. see that you're raising your heir well. Yeah. To take over the world. Heir to the really Empire. Nicely. Mm -hmm. Of course. Has to th see the Emperor and his champion as the good guys. Yeah. I'm real proud, actually. You should be. <laughs> I feel troubled by this conversation and its <laughs> ethical implications. <laughs> eh. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how I handle ethical implications. Yep. I give up. And through your apathy, we will succeed. Yeah, probably. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight. Jeremiah and Chrissy, please give our audience your fond farewells. Um, bye guys. I'm totally trustworthy. Trust me. Oh, Chrissy. Wow, I don't know, like, I like Chrissy, but I don't know that I would vote for her. I thought the whole shtick of her being a supreme leader was predicated on me not voting for her. Well, so, the vote's a champ, but... Viva la resistance! <gasps> Jeremiah, you will be receiving a drone shortly. Please let it in. Thanks for listening. <laughs>